We are proud to announce a new sponsor for this podcast, Augie's Locker Room. Augie's Locker Room, which is located less than a mile away from Notre Dame Stadium, was named the best Notre Dame's collectible shop in the country. This shop is amazing. If you are a passionate Notre Dame fan and are looking for that special Notre Dame piece to complete your rec room, Augie's is the place to go. They have a wide selection of Notre Dame stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind Rockney items. They have an exclusive Joe Montana signed items. If Augie's doesn't have it in store, he will find it for you. Visit AugiesLockerRoom.com or stop in at 1811 South Bend Avenue and see the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. AugiesLockerRoom.com or call 574-277-NDND. This is Sports Beat AM, featuring a conversation with Blue and Gold Illustrated Notre Dame football beat reporter Tyler Horka. Let's talk some Fighting Irish football here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. The NFL draft in the rear view mirror. Kyle Hamilton, the Irish safety, goes number 14 overall to the Baltimore Ravens. Is there a chance another Irish safety could go in the first round next year? Seen a mock draft where the newcomer Brandon Joseph pops up in the first round. In fact, one mock draft has him going before Hamilton did this year at number 13 in next year's draft. Who would have thought that? Let's talk to Tyler about this very interesting player that joined the Fighting Irish from the Northwestern Wildcats. And, Tyler, this was one of the coups, I think, of the offseason. The Irish able to get Joseph from Northwestern to join the secondary, helping to replace Kyle Hamilton. First off, let me just ask you, what is kind of your expectation of what Brandon Joseph could mean to Al Golden's defense in 2022. Highly important player, and Notre Dame needs him to be that just based on what the secondary was going to look like if they didn't have a guy like Kyle Hamilton or or Brandon Joseph, for that matter. And we got a glimpse of what that was going to be during the back half or last five games or so of the 2021 season. And Notre Dame held up pretty well, but let's be honest here, they weren't really facing – a bunch of teams that were really going to test Notre Dame's secondary. Um, North Carolina, you know, right out of the gates was a big one. And Sam Howe did throw for a pretty good chunk of yards, but he also ran for a lot of yards. And they used Ty Chandler in the running game as well. So they were able to hold up because Notre Dame scored a bunch of points on the other end as well. So after that, I mean, what, they played Navy. They played Georgia Tech. They played Stanford. And then obviously, you know, what happened in the Fiesta Bowl happened where Oklahoma State racked up a lot of yards. So all that to say this, Notre Dame needed a guy like Brandon Joseph, a former All-American, a guy that surveys, you know, the entire width of the field, 53 and a half yards, whatever it is, he can make plays from end to end. And Ramon Henderson, another Notre Dame safety, he showed some flashes of that. But you got to remember, this guy had played cornerback pretty much his entire life. Uh, He told me last fall that he had never played safety a day uh, in his football career until last October or November, whenever that was. So that's why Notre Dame went out and got a guy like that. And, you know, Al Golden is going to be very happy that the Irish were able to pull that one off uh, before Al Golden even came into the fray. So he, he walked in and Brandon Joseph was already there. That was really big for him. I think Joseph is going to be very important. He's going to be a guy that, 
comes up with interceptions because that's what good safeties do. But he's also going to be a guy that can come up and make tackles in the running game, can stop plays in their tracks when, you know, they get to that last level of the field of the Notre Dame defense. So uh, Brandon Joseph is, is going to be he's going to have to be everything that Notre Dame brought him in for because, you know, that's just the type of player that he is. Tyler, do you think there is a chance he could be one and done in South Bend? Yeah, absolutely a chance. Uh, but that's just totally dependent dependent on his play. I think, the, you know, some of those mock drafts that you're referencing, obviously the talent is there because of, you know, those things are already popping up. And, you know, as I said earlier, he is a former All-American. This is a guy that at Northwestern was one of the best at his, possession, his position in the entire country. So the talent is there. Obviously, it's a little different when, you know, you come into a new environment and all those expectations that I just talked about, those are there. He feels them. He knows that they're there. So that's a little different. The the mental component comes into it a little bit. And I wouldn't be surprised to maybe see him struggle a little bit because of those things. You know, he's wearing a new uniform. He's around a bunch of new teammates, new coaches, all of those things. That's a lot for someone who – I'd have to check. Maybe he's 21, somewhere right around there. Uh, you know, he's still a pretty young guy. So to be thinking NFL, uh, obviously he is thinking it. Every single guy that, you know, is the caliber to play at Notre Dame, they're thinking about that next level. But if I were Brandon Joseph, I'd be worrying about just taking care of myself and taking care of what I need to do to perform at a high level for this football team. Because if he does that, the NFL thing will take care of itself. You know, th- those eyes are there. They know that if he plays well, he's going to make it to the next level. Could that be this time next year? Absolutely. But he's going to have to play really well this season for that to happen. And a guy with a good head on his shoulders like Joseph, I think he realizes that, and he's going to make sure he does everything he has to do uh, before we start talking about that at this time next year. Notre Dame football conversation with Tyler Horka, the Fighting Irish football beat reporter. At Blue and Gold Illustrated, check out his work at blueandgold.com. Beyond Joseph, and looking ahead the next year or two or maybe beyond, Tyler, how good does the safety room look for this Fighting Irish football team? I mentioned Henderson, and I'm going to throw another guy in there, Xavier Watts, who's kind of in a similar position. Uh, Came over from the wide receiver room, you know, all these position changes and whatnot. It really feels like Notre Dame is – trying to groom those two guys to be the future of that position because uh, you look at DJ Brown and Houston Griffith, two fifth-year guys who, quite frankly, I didn't really think would come back because of the Ramon Henderson and the Xavier Watts situation, but the fact that they did, uh, those two guys are going to play a lot this year, and I think one of those two guys probably has a chance to even start over Henderson at the other safety spot against Ohio State in the season opener and beyond potentially uh, this fall in 2022. So those guys coming back, I think, is huge for Henderson and Watts just in the sense that, you know, they they need to learn from the likes of Brandon Joseph, the likes of uh, DJ Brown, Houston Griffith, guys who have been in the battles out there. Uh, I think it would have been a tough spot to uh, throw Henderson in in a starting position against Ohio State just because – yeah, he got all that experience last year when Hamilton went out, but I think he's finally had a chance to sit back and realize, oh, man, this, this, what I'm trying to do is actually pretty tough. And, you know, if I get inside my own head here, I'm not going to perform 
up to standards. So the fact that he can kind of take a little bit of a deeper breath with Brown and Griffith and especially Joseph still in the mix, I think those guys are really going to benefit from that. I see those guys as the, uh, you know, the future of the safety position probably in 2023, obviously with some of, some of those other guys on the depth chart in the mix. Uh, we're going to be talking about them a lot more this time next year for sure once uh, potentially Joseph is gone, uh, Brown and Griffith as well. So uh, beyond that, obviously you want to talk to Mike Singer, and I know you do every week because mm-hmm. he'll, he'll tell you uh, the list of, uh, you know, safeties that I'm sure Chris O'Leary, Marcus Freeman, all of those coaches are uh, working to get because I think with this recruiting uh, kind of takeover that Freeman has uh, jump-started, the defensive backs, the quality of the defensive backs that Notre Dame is going to be able to get in here, I think it's going to improve tremendously. And with the way the game is gone, you need good DBs to, to cover all these teams, especially with Notre Dame playing Lincoln Riley and USC every year and Ohio State's on the schedule of the, you know, the next couple years. You need good defensive backs, and I think Notre Dame's going to get them. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tyler, a lot of changes on special teams. New special teams coach Jonathan Doerr has moved on. So there is a battle for the place-kicking duties. Now, the blue goal game, we saw three missed field goals. It was a very windy day at Notre Dame Stadium. Do you have concerns about what the place kicking game might look like for the Fighting Irish this fall? I absolutely do. And that's not based on just what we saw in the blue goal game. That's based on what Marcus Freeman said throughout the spring. Uh, There were practices where the media did not even get to watch. And we just simply talked to Freeman afterwards and tried to pry for any information that he could. And he said flat out after one of those that, he was not impressed with the kicking game and that was going to have to improve. And then the fact that that manifested and showed up Saturday in the blue gold game, that's absolutely concerning that it's become a trend. Look throughout the spring, it was a trend that kickers were missing kicks. And we saw that uh, in, in one of the open practices, there was a practice where we got to watch the entire thing and we saw some missed kicks. So you've got a sixth year guy in Blake group who came over from Arkansas state who he put more points on the board in an Arkansas state uniform than anyone that's ever played for that program. Obviously Arkansas state isn't Notre Dame. And if you look at his numbers, he was still a little shaky. I think he was somewhere around 75%. And look, Jonathan Dorr was right around there in his Notre Dame career, but I think there was a different sense about Dorr 
in the context of him going out for big kicks. He kind of felt like, especially in that last season, he was going to make them. I don't know if Notre Dame has a guy on the roster where you send him out and you're just like, all right, uh, overtime against Florida State, he's going to nail this. Last minute of the game against Virginia Tech, he's going to he's going to nail this. You need a guy that you have confidence can do that and can also make kicks throughout the course of a game. I think there's a little bit of a confidence issue right now, and I don't know. I've never been a collegiate kicker, so I don't know how you gain that over the course of a summer going into the fall. Because obviously these guys have been kicking footballs, you know, for most of their lives, you know, at least since early high school, whatever. How do you take that next step in one summer? You know, there's three or four months left until that season opener against Ohio State, and a big kick might have to be made. What do they have to do in those three or four months to make sure they make those kicks? I don't know, but it needs to happen because, yes, I do have concerns about those two guys. Tyler, let me ask you about a story you wrote at Blue and Gold, illustrated blueandgold.com. It centers around the ACC possibly dropping divisions, and is there any chance Notre Dame has something to do with that? Yeah, I think um, – and, look, it, it might not have been Notre Dame, just Notre Dame. It could have been, you know, the ACC took on whatever other team needed to join a conference and somehow uh, – you know, went on a run like Notre Dame did. And that's where Notre Dame comes in, in the sense that I don't think any, a lot of a lot of other teams could have just plopped into the ACC for one year in 2020. Remember, Notre Dame, this is the first time ever that they participated in a conference, and it was because of, you know, all that crazy stuff that was going on with the COVID-19, pande- COVID-19 pandemic. They plop into the ACC for one year, and instead of the ACC – throwing them in the Atlantic division or throwing them in the coastal division and making one division with eight teams and one division with seven teams. They said, nah, we're just going to do a a, a large list of 15 teams and the top two are going to play for the ACC championship at the end of the year. Well, Notre Dame was in that top two because they beat Clemson at home, number one team in the country. And Clemson was still in that top two because that was the only loss that they had. And then obviously Clemson repaid the favor. Now you're sitting there with two one loss teams who beat each other, who were clearly two of the top four teams in the country pretty much all season long. You can't really keep those two teams out of the playoff. They both get in. That's the first time ever the ACC had two teams in the college football playoff. Usually it was just Clemson, Clemson, Clemson every year. But you throw Notre Dame in there and they joined the party because they had such a successful season. I think the ACC saw that and they said, okay, Maybe Miami gets hot or Florida State gets hot, and we have this same exact situation, you know, in the coming years to where we can get two teams in if those are the two teams playing each other in the ACC title game. I think Notre Dame did have a lot to do with that because they showed the conference, yeah, this can be done if we do it this other way. And you can read more about this story at blueandgold.com. Tyler, I've got one minute for this next topic. I apologize. We're running short on time. But last year, Notre Dame baseball was deserving of hosting a Super Regional. It did not happen. We all assume it has to do with facilities. So the Irish are in position to host a regional once again this year. I saw a projection. They're the number eight overall seed as of right now. If they win a regional, are you counting on Notre Dame going on the road once again for a super regional since, at least from the outside looking in, not a whole lot has changed at X Stadium? Yeah, it's dependent on what happens in the next two weekends. They've got six ACC games left, 
And, you know, if they go 5-1 and one or 6-0, and oh, I don't see how you can say they're not one of the top eight teams in the country. Even with X Stadium being what it is, you have to let this team host a Super Regional because they've earned that right. Now, if they go 4-2, and two, especially 3-3, three and three, or have a losing record, I think they're going to be on that bubble again. They're literally going to be right around, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11 in the RPI. And that's when the committee says, okay, there's other teams that are just as good. How can we, you know, get around Notre Dame hosting a Super Regional? It's, you know, you put one of those other teams in there. That's the situation that Notre Dame is trying to avoid. How do you avoid it? You go on, you know, you take care of home against Pitt this weekend, then you go on the road and win a series against Miami. You leave zero doubt in the mind of the committee that you're one of the top eight teams in the country. There's potential for Link Jarrett's team to do that. They just got to go out and win some ball games. What's happening at blueandgold.com? Oh, everything's happening at blueandgold.com. Of course. Uh, I was at the base. <laughs> I was at the baseball game last night, so there'll be a story or two from there. Uh, Patrick is doing an awesome job covering men's basketball in the off season. I've got women's basketball. Uh, we actually had a poster the other day say uh, it's football off season and you guys are coming up with content that I, I wouldn't believe. There's just so much stuff here, you know, in the doldrums of May. So go to blueandgold.com. It's $1 for one year of access message board, premium articles. You can read the other message boards that on three, you know, all these other teams have sites that are pretty good like ours. So go to blueandgold.com. If you're a Notre Dame fan, it has been the place to be for a while now. Tyler, great stuff as always. Hopefully you're not up too late watching your stars against the Flames. <laughs> Hopefully there's not three or four overtimes in your future, but greatly appreciate your time, and we encourage people to check out Tyler at blueandgold.com, and we'll talk to you next week.